Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Right, that question I've been banding about the whole, well, during the course of the program. Is the grass always greener on the other side? Should South Africans stay and fix the country or look for opportunities in other countries, joining us on the line now, Lebone Khanyago, who's the founder of Expat SA. Lebone, good afternoon to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Indeed. Great to have you on board. Uh, something yeah, we're contending with at the moment, with the way the country is going, people now wondering what to do, whether to stay, whether to go. Is the grass all green on the other side? Shall I stay, fix the country, or look for opportunities in other countries? So that is what we're going to be focusing on with our discussion. So if I can throw it out to you, are many returning, uh, having not found their promised land? What are your findings so far uh, for Expat SA? What are you seeing? So I think maybe if we just go back to the idea of is the grass greener on the other yes. side. You know, that statement always suggests whether life is or could be better in a different country. Mm. So now if we're looking at the current situation in South Africa, for example, with the load shedding, with right. the lack of electricity, high unemployment, well, load shedding, lack of electricity, high unemployment rate, it becomes inevitable for an individual to consider the possibilities of finding better opportunities or, you know, employment prospects right. that may seem promising in a different country. Right. So now, if I can stop you there, Leboni, have what have you noticed from that perspective? Are you seeing a lot of people actually moving on and, and leaving the country? What, if, what are yeah. your observations right now? Well, a lot of people are considering leaving the country mm-hmm. right now because you might find that there is a graduate who stayed home for quite a number of times, you know, trying to find a job mm-hmm. and with no luck. And without finding employment, you can't just sit at home, you know, not doing anything. You have to try and find some different opportunities that could get you some sort of income. Right. You know, and it becomes difficult. And when an individual becomes desperate, it then becomes easier for them to consider leaving the country, whether Mm -hmm. or not there are other factors that they need to take into consideration. Right. Because when you leave a country, there are so many factors that come to play. Mm -hmm. You know, um... The cost of living, accommodation, food, language, economic conditions, social impact, you know, long-term goals as well that need to be considered. Um, So, so, Leboni, sorry if I can come in there. So where are people considering the grass to be greener? Which countries out of interest are are they really targeting? Well, the the top countries are normally the English-speaking countries. Right. So obviously the U.K., you can also take the USA, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Canada as well is also a country of choice. Right. By a number of people. Asian countries more so for teaching opportunities because it's easier to either just get a TOEFL certificate or PGSE and then go teach in an Asian country. And, you know, when you are coming for a con- from a country such as South Africa, it becomes easy for Asian countries to recruit you to teach. English abroad. Right. So those are, mm-hmm. Sorry, Leboni, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Can you hear Okay, me? sorry, yeah, you kind of, you broke up there. You were speaking about the Asian countries where people are also looking for teaching opportunities. Uh, did I hear you correctly? This line just went, uh, yeah, a bit, uh, haywire, uh, there for yes, a second. Right. So that's what you're observing. All right. So on the, on the flip side of the coin, 
Are you observing many people returning for that matter, given, as you mentioned earlier on, the cultural differences and having to adapt to different climate conditions, you could say, and uh, relating to the culture there, the people there not connecting? Are you seeing a lot of people actually returning? Well, in the current state, I don't think many South Africans would choose to return to South Africa until the, you know, the conditions that we're in improve, hopefully in the near future. But because of the challenges that we're facing, majority of the South Africans are choosing to stay in their host countries. Uh, A number of graduates are choosing to find part-time jobs Mm -hmm. in their host countries, hoping that, okay, maybe they can settle in that country or whatever income that they're getting could subsidize or even be better than what they could have possibly received upon returning to the country. Right. Lemoni, are you suggesting that, uh, are you seeing a sense of uh, patriotism? You're actually sensing a sense of patriotism, something encouraging, something which is encouraging at the moment, considering what we are all having to deal with and contend with right now? Yeah, I wish, I wish I could say yes, Mm -hmm. but you know, if I'm going to answer the question of why not choose to stay in the country and mm-hmm. fix the country instead of leaving South Africa, right. it, it leads to the temptation of wanting to ask what is it that South Africans have not tried to do already that could sure. compel them to stay in South Africa? You know, how else can they try to fix the country? Because, you know, access systems requires aid from the government. So Indeed. civil societies need these resources to try and maybe even contribute to the economic development right. of South Africa. So without these resources, it becomes difficult to actually choose, you know, to be a patriot and mm-hmm. stay in the country and fight for the country. What age groups are you noticing, people uh, emigrating? Are there any particular population age groups that you're noting uh, going abroad? Well, I mean, right now I'd say, I mean, 18 and above. That one is because okay. 18 and above is Students choosing to go study abroad, majority right. of them get scholarships or mm-hmm. studying opportunities. So 18 and above, um, I won't say there's actually a limit, but just yeah. also depending on the job opportunities that you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, employment back, uh, brackets are taken into consideration. You know, age groups, maybe 35 could be a limit. Um, also, the job that you're requiring, does it also allow you to get the spousal visas? Because a lot of the times, South Africans do take into consideration whether or not they'll be able to bring in their families in their host countries. So, age groups, 18, yeah, 18 and above. I don't want to say a limit of what age group there is, but 18 and above. <laughs> I'll just pose that question again. We have to sign off now, Leboni, just very quickly to our listeners. Is the grass always greener on the other side? Should South Africans stay and fix the country or look for opportunities in other countries? That is exactly what we've just unpacked with uh, Leboni Chaniago, who's the founder of Expat SA. Leboni, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, just to give us a brief uh, outline and background as to what is going on regarding uh, immigration and immigration into the country, given what we are contending with.